Oru met Brian Elstak. Another Oru uh, today in English because my guest is Mr. Richard Bell. How are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you? Yeah. Chilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is pretty chilly outside. It is. It is. Uh, for the listeners, Richard Bell is a great artist from Australia, an Aboriginal, uh, 100%, <laughs> as we discussed in the car over here. Um, um, big, uh, Richard has a, 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 a big, cool exhibition out in the Stedelijk Museum Bureau in Amsterdam called A Bell Invites. Uh, I happened to be one of the people invited, so I was uh, very uh, blessed to uh, add some funk on the walls. Um, someone else who also was uh, able to uh, uh, create some beautiful work was Emery Douglas who would have been our second guest in the chair next to Richard, but he had a little passport issue because he lost it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just Richard for today, uh, but that's, uh, that's, that's cool. That's dope enough. Yeah, well, I'll try my best. You, 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 you always do. So um, how is the Netherlands treating you so far? Well, well I came from the Southern Hemisphere summer. <laughs> it's summer in Australia now, right? It's summer in Australia. It was like 35 degrees and about 90% uh, humidity. Uh, and I, when I got to Amsterdam, it was uh, minus five. That, that was like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, we had to, you had to get a, a scarf and a good jacket and stuff. Yes. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. But how uh, did we had the opening? How did you? Uh, uh, how, yeah, did it, um, how did it go for you? Did you yeah, like it? Yeah, it was. It was really good. Um, uh, there was lots of people. Um, a very diverse crowd. Um, much more diverse than uh, crowds um, most places um, that I've been and most places that I exhibit, especially in Australia. Okay, and. Um, in your own words, how would you define your work? Um, Because I can say a lot of stuff, but yeah. it's um, often better when you say it yourself. Uh, describe my work. Um, well, it's big, it's bold, it's brash, uh, it's colorful. Yeah. Um, challenging. Yeah. Um, paintings, mostly? Ma mostly paintings, yeah. I'm, I, I do make... Um, Videos, short vi videos. Um, it's um, one of the most effective ways of communicating ideas these days is through the moving image. So I've ventured into that territory uh, and I've been able to do that because um, the price of, of that has come down through um, uh, the digital revolution. Yeah. And... Uh, uh what are you most notorious for in 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 Australia? Because uh, you're quite a bad boy, they say. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. That's um, but you disagree. <laughs> yeah, of course I disagree. You, like that. you that's, should. That's um, a, a perf performative um, role that I take. Um, 
that's not me you know that's that's uh, doing that stuff that's you know my alter ego you know like um the that deals with the, that sort of stuff you know yeah so uh, there's it, a lot it, of it, stuff that i can't get away with um, but your alter ego can yes yeah and that uh that shaking up the mass thing uh gets your point across gets gets your points yeah. get highlighted that yeah, way it, yeah it does um it's um it allows uh, me to get my message to audiences that I would never be able to to reach um and um well it's I built a bit of a following there there because of it so and i i've seen um um photos of you in two super ill shirts <laughs> one one was the australian uh, uh was australia uh the the land yeah and it said you can go now yeah it was a, a map you know a, a, map white, of a white map of australia which basically says that they can go now yeah you you can go now there's the text on it um and it's it's dealing with the, the refugee crisis that um is enveloping the whole world uh, at the moment um and Which is being dealt with very poorly, I might add, yeah. by Australia and the rest of the world. And the other shirt, which was uh, a way back picture I saw, was the the white girls can't hump. Yeah, but, well, that, <laughs> that got me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about that story? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I've. I claim that I'm blameless in the whole thing. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't me, because uh, you know, like I was just stating an, uh, you know, another stereotype. You know, like um, if I'd have said, you know, black people are lazy, nobody would would have given a toss. You know, like, yeah, you know, you know, hide the remote. You know, like um, nobody would have said anything. But um, because I, it, it was read in a, a particular way. Um, uh it upset a lot of people but what was the trouble that you got in um oh well i, I was um and when was, and when was this sorry oh this is 2003 okay um oh, i was invited you know onto talk shows and that you know with the shock jocks and that sort of thing you know? yeah yeah i was smart enough to stay out of that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you didn't go <laughs> no no um i i did What I do best is I create havoc and then leave. You, know, like, <laughs> you deal with it. <laughs> within days, I was out of the country. I was I was in Canada. You look know, well. This thing raged on for about six weeks. Okay. Yeah. But when you came back, uh, everything was done. No, no yeah, more, yeah. no more, no more. Uh, they weren't after you. Um. No, but uh, I kept getting reminders in the street. Really. <laughs> Like, well, how? Well, well was, people that wanted to prove you wrong? That's not true. You know, like, um, I've got a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, this also, all sorts of things. Oh, yeah, racist, you know. Like, even even some black people said, oh, why are you also always so mean to these white people? <laughs> why can't you behave? Oh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I do behave, you know, just sometimes badly. And and uh, what was 
the message that you wanted to uh, convey with with this uh, Bell Invites uh, show that's out well, now? Well, this is my first solo show in um, the Netherlands, so um, uh, I actually wanted to have a big crowd, you know, like um, because I know what hometown advantage is like, you know, like, yeah. Uh, and when uh, artists come to to Brisbane, you know, like they very often you know, have very small crowds. Uh, mm. Uh, so I, I envisaged the same for me, and, and I thought, well, of ways that I could, you know, encourage a lot of people to come along. So um, in that process, I thought, well, okay, you know, hometown advantage. Let's get a couple of you know hometown artists. Um, yeah. Let's involve uh, them in uh, in the whole show. In a community art, almost. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Well, I wanted to reach out to. Um, the community of you know uh, people about whom I, I make work, um, you know, which is people from uh, lower income levels and people of color. Uh, yeah, and also, well, uh, I'm interested in uh, feminist issues as well. So. Yeah, and it's a shame uh, uh, Emery couldn't be here. Uh, but yes, it, it is. That's that's a good friend of yours. Yes, and Emery is actually a, a Black Panther. He was the Minister of Culture, right? Yes, in the Black Panther Party in um, the sixties, into the no, I think it went to late eighties, eighty-two, so early eighties. Yeah, but um, uh, the Black Panther Party was very important to you personally, also, right? Uh, yes, it was um, because um, uh, our movement um, in in Australia, the, the Aboriginal. Um, a rights movement. Uh, uh, we were influenced by the the tactics and the messages that were coming out of um, uh, America and the, the Black Party, uh, Black Panther Party in particular. Um, um, they had um, developed some programs that we admired greatly, in which uh, we implemented as well, like um, a Breakfast for Children program, uh, a free. Uh, health program, uh, free legal service um, program, and uh, cheap housing you know, for Aboriginal people. So we developed um, all those things. Um, you know, after uh, seeing what uh, the Panthers had done, and and uh, at what point did you actually get to meet him? Uh, not until uh, 2008. Uh, uh, there was a, a show in Sydney called. Uh, Sydney Biennale, um, and we were both invited to attend uh, and participate in that show. And uh, the curator um, introduced us, and we've been working together you know, like pretty much ever since. Yeah, because you you really you have a strong bond, both of you. Yeah, well, um, we've probably had maybe ten or or a dozen. Maybe even a dozen shows that we've worldwide collaborated. Yeah, that's dope. Super. Yeah, but what 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 what? Um, how were you when you were a kid? What were you always into painting? How did that start? No, um, I wasn't into painting. Uh, my mother uh, was an artist. She was a, a pastry chef, but but she also um, painted um, as well. So. Um, and my father comes from a, a family of painters. Uh, I had it there. I just um, was always in the blood. 
you know, I just didn't um, do anything about it until I was about 33 or something. Really? That yeah. that late? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what jump-started it that you thought, okay, now I'm doing it? Oh, okay, well, um, uh, my brother convinced uh, me to join him in um, a business that he, he'd started, which was um, selling Aboriginal you know, artifacts, you know, making them and, and selling them. So um, one day um, he pulled out um, this 200 boomerangs that were blank and that needed to be painted. And uh, I said, how long have you had these? He said, oh, he said, oh about a week. He said, no, when do you have to deliver them? He said, tomorrow. <laughs> So um, you know, uh, we set up a little production line, invited you know um, a couple of other artists over. And, you know, we said, yeah, well, we got a, a case of beer here. You know, come over and have a drink. You know, and Marsh got them paid. <laughs> so and that I discovered that I was I was all right at this yeah, painting yeah, yeah. caper. So that's that was my introduction to it. And I just painted lots of boomerangs, spears, and stuff like that. Nice, and that got me into into painting, and then later on, um, met some some people in the art world. You know, um, one of them, he said, he was looking over my shoulder, looking at this little pretty picture that I was painting. He, he said, "Why did you get into fine art?" I said, "Look at these fine lines here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this? It's fine as hell." <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and he said, "Oh no, I mean high art." I said, oh. You know, why would I do that stuff? That's for girls and gays. You know, so. mm. He said, well, you know, like you're still into activism, that sort of thing. You know, like you can say and do things uh, in art you know, um, and you won't get arrested for it. Uh, ah. And That's I, how it started? Yeah, well, I, I said, well, no, nah, I'm, I'm still not, not inter- interested. And, you know, I said, if I, if I did that, I'd tell these white folks exactly what I think of them. And he said, just do it. That's when I, I took notice. I looked up somebody and I said, "Here, sit down here. Tell me more." And basically, that was. And you picked uh, his brain. Yeah, you know, like well, um, uh, he introduced me to all these other people that, and I picked their brains too. You know, like I'd sit people down and ask them, you know, what they thought about art, and you know, that was basically my art education over the next twenty years or so. Because uh, your name. Uh went big you could say right yeah well um the, the way I, way I did it was um, was very direct um and which and what I did was very unaboriginal like uh, to how do you mean well to to have an opinion and to espouse it loudly you know is very unaboriginal you know like it's you know um more a case of sitting back you know and just letting things unfold you know like um you know, because time is is a great leveler so, um, so you, you kind of believe uh, Aboriginal people almost kind of believe in karma that what goes around comes around. Yeah, well, is that there's, it? There's, there's there's a bit of that, you know, like um, like a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish. <laughs> um, I wish that boomerang would come back a bit quicker, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I started you know, making these you know, um, statements, you know, like of, of claim and this sort of thing. Uh, 
uh, in this very direct, um, loud way, and I got noticed really quickly. Uh, nobody else was doing it, so, so I got picked up very early by um, uh, big museums and that sort of thing. But I didn't have a, an art dealer you know, uh, for many years after that. Nobody would touch me you know, because I was I was still too wild. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you do now. You have an art dealer. Yeah, yeah, I have an art dealer. Um, um, he's very supportive of what I do. In fact, he came over here. Yeah, I met him for the exhibitions. Yeah, super cool. The Aboriginal story. Uh, it's still very. Uh, you th you think that in now two thousand sixteen. Things would be better. Are they better? Well, um, uh, we've just had instances of um, blackface, you know, um, you know, being, you know, uh, shown up on social media, and the outpouring of of hate, racist hate, you know, against the people speaking out against. Blackface is is astounding, really. Um, just go on the internet and look and look up blackface in Australia, and look, and you just see this storm happening there with um, uh, all these people exposing their racist views. Hey, that sounds familiar. Yeah, we we've a, seen this movie before. Yeah, we've seen this movie before. <laughs> so it's an international problem still. Yes, yes. So you know, yeah. it's. Because there well, was was this case, there's there's a comedian, uh, an Australian comedian that that does blackface there as well. Oh yeah, yeah, something like well, that. Well, he, he's about as funny as cancer, but um, oh wow, that's uh, that's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but then, look, um, the the problems you know that that we have in Australia are very similar to the problems here. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that I wanted to do with the show was to, to um, uh, highlight that fact, you know, like that basically we were talking about, you know, the one and the same thing. Um, and when when you look at it, um, at the problems and you look at the, the discussions and the discourses that are going on about these things, you, know, you, you have to start looking for the common denominators, you know, like... Um, And the most consistent common denominator is um, capitalism. Yeah, something you do not run with. You're not a fan. Um, to no, say well, least. well, well, I, I like I like my capitalism, you know, with large doses of socialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know, um, capitalism is not going to go away until you know um, it absolutely you know, ruins. You know, the planet, so um, we have to deal with that reality, um, sadly. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's another thing that uh, that Emery is here from San Francisco as well in the art yes. show. Uh, um, the whole Black Lives Matter movement over there um, is also fresh now, but has also been highlighting an age-old problem, of course. Yeah, well, um, you know, if you listen to Donald Trump, you know, like he's he's yearning for the days of yonder, you know, like when lynchings were um, 
were hip. A weekly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was uh, amazing for me um, to see it all come together when we were painting the walls because we we made murals for the people listening that that haven't uh, yeah, well, seen uh, it yet. Yeah, we we had discussions the week before about you know what we what we wanted to to see on the walls. You know, like so. Um, uh, we dealt with um, a lot of issues that that um, are relevant to to Holland, which. Um, you guys wanted wanted to to bring to the show, um, and in actual fact, you know, it wasn't a very big departure. You know, like uh, from our own practices, um, yeah, and our own subject matter from um, our artistic pra- practices. So. What do, what do you miss uh, in the art world when you look around? Um, I miss diversity. You know, like um, I went. Th- through um, the Rice Museum the other day, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, it, it, was, it was nice, but you know, like, it was kind of white. <laughs> you were you told endlessly you, white. Yeah, yeah. You told me you were you were out of there in forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, you know, like, within uh, forty five minutes. Yeah, well, well, that's it's very difficult to to stay around and look at something, you, you know, if it doesn't engage you if it doesn't interest you. Um, if they're not you know, um, talking about issues that are relevant to your life, um, if I can't recognise myself and my friends and my family you know, in an artwork, well, um, I just move on. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people are, are like that. So, you you think. Um you you think that the lack of diversity in, in is everywhere now, of course, and it's it's been that way for some time now. Whether it be the Oscars so white or uh, in museums or wherever, um, radio stations, radio stations, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that? Because I think everyone's in trouble at some point because if you don't feed the people uh, this diversity people won't show up at some point. So that would mean that the art forums could die at some point, maybe. Because, um, because it, because I don't it, think they'll die. I, I just don't think they'll be shown in museums, you know, like, um, and, um, um, you know, they'll be small budget you know, um, Even events. smaller? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, um, I look at the budget for that there. It's, it's way better than the budget that... Um, uh, my my friends and uh, um, colleagues in at the first Aboriginal Tent Embassy you know, like, mm. had that they had very little, they were asked to set up a tent embassy and and the best they could do was a beach umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't think you don't think that, that that it would bite people back at some point if you if you don't invest in like more diverse theater, more diverse music. Oh, well, um. Diverse. Everything. Yeah, well, the the museums are certainly looking for diversity in, in uh, their audiences. You know, that's one of the reasons why I was invited was to uh, uh, extend that diversity. So, you know, like I've gone out and basically done, a, you know, a, an outreach program for the Stadlick Museum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and 
they're putting on shows, you know, like to to attract um, non uh, a non art audience, you know, like fashion shows and, mm. and this sort of thing. You know, like they're, they're into showing spectacle. You know, the spectacular is you know, very popular um, in the modern museum. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of them you know, just turn themselves into into theme parks. You don't agree with that with that no. choice? No, no. I think that there's um, uh, enough art being being made. You know, like um, uh, in in the world at the moment, you know, to you know, to fill these museums. You know. Yeah. So, but why the disconnect? Do you think? Why 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 can't they find uh, these artists, um, or don't they want to find them? Or or what would you do? If you if if they ask you, okay, we heard the interview, we've seen multiple things of of, of yours, we we get it, yeah. help help us. Okay, well, um, I I would um, stack my board with diversity. That would be you know, like if start start at the root. Yeah, you know, like I'd I'd, I'd try to get you know, um, grassroots um, representation, you know, from. Um, The audience that's not turning up at the museums—that's who I would be targeting. I would—I wouldn't be trying to placate the, the audience that I already have. Yeah, I'd, I'd be trying to reach them, and the way to do, to reach them is to, you know, get people who come from there, who who live there. Even, um, yeah. Uh, to, to be on the board, that that would automate, and and um, I, I would um, create a message, you know. Um, I would change the philosophy of the the museum you know, to include uh, diversity you know, like in the first instance. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, like these things take take time, time of course, um, and um, yeah. All right. Uh, my reputation, my you know, museum would have a reputation for being for showing you know, like. Um, You know, courageous uh, art from uh, people you know, who are not so well off. Because people people would argue, okay, but there there aren't any. <laughs> there aren't uh, any artists that uh, make work that's good enough to be in the museum. Oh, have you have, have you seen the museums today? You know, like. Um, I have. Okay, well, you know, 95% of the collections are very often by white men. Yeah. Uh, 4% by white females. 1% for the rest of the planet, people of color, Asians. Yeah. So, you know, like, who, act, who coincidentally make up 90% of the world's population. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, the... There needs to be you know, cultural diversity in in these museums for them to actually um, begin to to reach a, a diverse audience. Um, like if aliens dropped into this planet you know, um, tomorrow and started collecting art, you know, I'm damn sure they're not going to collect 95 you know, of what they collect is going <laughs> would be white. It's just nonsense. Yeah. 99 just absolute. Uh, nonsense could would never happen. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you something about uh, Aboriginal art. Uh, uh, I forgot we 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 already uh, spoke about it in in uh, private ones about 
that, uh, that if you think Australia and you think art, people often think Austra- uh, uh, Aboriginal. Aboriginal art. Yes. What what is the problem going on with that there? Uh, there, well, well, um, it's it's basically ignored in uh, in the the all white institutions. Um, uh, the percentage of, of shows there um, uh, just don't reflect um, uh, the size, the sheer size, the sheer popularity in the rest of the world of Aboriginal art. Um, it's it's been seen as as um, the the last great movement movement of the twentieth century, the great last great art movement of the twentieth century. Um, yet in Australia, you know, you, you you go around the museums and that sort of thing and look at their contemporary art shows, and there's so little um, uh, that would reflect that. Um, and th- there's this argument that um, Aboriginal art uh, doesn't you know, uh, fit into contemporary art. You know, like, um, well, contemporary art's been around for, what, how long? A hundred years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little over a hundred years? <laughs> well, Aboriginal art has been around for thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, we're just not interested in in that art, you know, and uh, in, in our art having to fit in, you know, to this up, upstarts um, canon, you know, the Western art canon. You look... Um, the Western art canon needs you know, to um, defer and and see how it fits in with us. You know, if if they're going to get if they're going to be playing those sort of games of like um, uh, dismissing Aboriginal art as um, ethnographic and only show it in ethnographic uh, museums and or in ethnogra- ethnographic circumstances. Yeah, and 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 you also said. Um there was something about signatures that that uh, when someone makes Aboriginal art, uh, it's just Aboriginal art, and the person that that made it doesn't get mentioned. You said something about that as well. Um, oh, there was uh, the the other way around. Oh, sorry. I think yeah, yeah. Well, so like in in um, in most cultures, um, the artists are very rarely mentioned. You know, like they're they're hardly ever named. You know, like. Um, and they might make this this great object, but they're, they're not named, uh, and their name's not remembered. You know, during their lifetime, certainly they're celebrated, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the name doesn't attach to the work that they do because uh, I think they're seen as being some kind of conduit rather than you know a, a creative force, or you know, so you know, they're not even though it's it's their interpretation of of um, you know, significant ev- events you know, like that are, cu- uh, are cultural. You know, there's no um, attribution made. Um, but but the, there's another thing. There's the anthropological approach to um, uh, Aboriginal art. So whenever my art is shown around, um, uh, it has my name, my language group, and uh, where I come, where I come from. Uh, attached to it, you know, um, whereas you know the white people in the show, they just have their name there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we have all this other stuff, and and very often there's a story, you know, like uh, accompanying the uh, the art. You know, whereas um, 
you know, that's not the case with um, the white art. You have to you know, to understand that art. You have to go and, and research. You have to do some study. Whereas, you know, they just give you this information if it's um, Aboriginal. So. But you don't like that, or you do? No, I don't. Well, you know, you know I, I want people to get out there and you know, get up so off their asses and search for the facts yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might be able to make up your own mind without having being presented with, some, with something as being you know, the facts or, or a fait accompli. It's nonsense. What, what do you still want to accomplish with your art? Oh, that's, re that's really hard because um, I really am an activist who masquerades as an artist. So <laughs> um, I'm interested in, you know, in spreading ideas, you know, like... Um, uh, uh, through art, so mm. that's probably I'll probably keep doing that. Yeah, um, so as long as there's injustice, you'll be uh, displaying yeah. art <laughs> uh, messages through your art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, some I I created this magnificent black hero, um, you know, to help me do this sort of things. You know, he's, What's his name? Richie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his superpower is that he's irresistible to Aryan girls. <laughs> yeah. A completely useless, you know, power you know, to to have. Uh, it pisses off their dads. Yes, that's about the only thing. <laughs> cool. The um, is there anything else that that um, we have to put out in the world before we uh, um, wrap yeah, this up? Well, yeah, well, we should we should talk about um, the the people who helped us um, uh, put the show together. You know, like there was yeah the, the youngsters from the University of of Color. There there were um, uh, some of the activists from We Are Here um, who um, came in and you know helped paint and helped clean up. You know. And, Yeah, vacuum the floors and scrape paint off the off the floors. It was a real community effort. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was. Well, we knew that there was going to be a big crowd there because it, you know, like the, we had a big crowd of of helpers there who were really excited to to um, yeah, be involved. Yeah, and we we got to talk with them, you know, like um, and to encourage them to continue with. Uh, the projects that you know they're wanting to to work on, you know, like um, it was all round. It was a, it was a great experience. And yesterday we went to the Hip -hop Rotterdam House. Hip Hop House. Yeah, how do you? It was it was almost the same thing, but in a smaller group. Almost. Yeah, yeah, and we only had to do one mural. Uh, uh, the Emery and I, you had to do um, your own, and Farida. Yeah. Had one as well. Had to, had to do one as well. So yeah. it was on a bit smaller scale, but um, uh, but fun also, right? Yeah, yeah. It it, it is um, really good to be able to you know stand around, you look know, like, um, and um, and talk, you know, uh, while we're painting these things, you know, while while we're putting together the ideas of of uh, what to do. What was the point that you knew that this That this was a good idea. When when did this start? And and that you were like, ah, oh, this is, we got something here. We need to do this um, more. 
Well, um, it was probably last year, just after I came here to had the first meeting with um, some of the community people. Um, I knew then that it was it was a great idea. Um, they were very um, uh, keen and eager to to be involved, and um, uh, well, that certainly showed, you know, during um, the installation of uh, the show and uh, during the making of those uh, artworks yesterday. But you don't. It, it, it's not like you did this in in France and in Italy as well. N no. Um, well, I'm. Um, to just name two random yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I, well, I've never um, had you know, a solo show in um, in a country, in a non-English speaking uh, country um, before. Okay. Um, and I was a bit, a bit worried about how I would be able to communicate uh, yeah. ideas. So. But that turned out easy breezy. Yes, you know because of the, of the everyone that, speaks that English here. <laughs> yeah, well, well there was that. Well, we, we engage mainly with uh, young people. Yeah, um, and well, most most young people around the planet actually speak English now nowadays. Thanks to pop culture. Yes, yeah, uh, television, the internet, all those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. who would have thought? What 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 would you want to tell those uh, young people that because uh, uh, I'm sure people come step to you. Uh, you told me a story about a young guy uh, asking you for for tips. That happens often, right? But what do yeah. you what do you tell the the young artist? Um, well, because how how long have you been doing this? Sorry. Oh, all these questions. Oh, <laughs> since oh, the late eighties. Um. um uh, yeah, well, I, I basically, I, I encourage them you know, to to keep going. You know, like, um, um, and I, I tell them a story about steroids. Um, and there was a, a study um, in the early nineties, I think it was, where uh, the the scientific group studied the benefits of anabolic steroids um, mm. in athletes. And what they found was that uh, the maximum improvement you know, from steroids was eight percent. Now, when you think about that, that's that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you see it in action, and you see these guys, you know, beating everybody else by, you know, ten meters over hundred meters. Oh my God! You know, that's that's you know massive. So um, I encourage them to um, to use steroids. <laughs> well, um, in a sense, but um, uh, what, what I encourage them to do is, is to to work harder, hard enough so that they could improve their practice by half a percent yep. a year. You know, like, and, and after sixteen years, you know, you know, people will look at, uh, look at them and think, "Wow, they're unbeatable, they're unstoppable." Yeah, and um, that's how little you have to improve once you get to a certain standard. Uh, to to improve beyond that, um, uh, you, you then start standing out, and this is in any field. You know, like it's not just in athletics; it's it's in art, you know, it's in music. You know, like, yeah. you, you're a musician. You know, like um, you know, you you know, like you, you have a look around and, and see 
the people who've been making music for you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, they're, they're pretty damn good. You know, they're, they're almost like, almost godlike. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for this sit down. And uh, uh, the 6th of February, you have a symposium at the Stedelijk Museum. Yes, we're going to be talking about performance um, in the modern museum. Um, It's my birthday then. Happy birthday for Saturday. Thank you. <laughs> I hope to see you there if I, if I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, yeah I'm coming. Yeah, we're, we've got some good stuff playing there. It won't be just like any other seminar. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Okay.